Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. 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 Happy being alive day, everybody. So glad you're with us. It's also Trash Tuesday, so you can always hit us up with whatever it is that is bugging you by tweeting at me, DA on CBS. I am on Twitter or Facebook right now. That's okay. You can also call me, 855-212-4227. This hour and 20 minutes, we'll do our trashes in 40 minutes. It's a green party at the U.S. Open without Connor Green. But... One of the big stories yesterday was Matthew Stafford's wife, Kelly. Now, Kelly Stafford has a podcast called the Morning After Podcast, and she was discussing how her husband is having a difficult time relating, connecting to a much younger locker room. Matthew Stafford is now 35 years old, clearly in the twilight of his career, not many years left, more than likely. He's dealt with a lot of injuries over the course of his career, so his body, more injuries last year, certainly has taken a licking, and now playing for a Rams team that is finally going through the rebuild, reboot, after going all-in for a Super Bowl, which ultimately was vindicated a couple of years ago. Here was Kelly Stafford on her podcast. So Matthew was like, I don't even know how to... Like, do I? Am I the dad? Do I take the phones? Like, what do I do here? I mean, there. And he's like, I want them to see me as like, not as like a. I don't. Know, he's like as the a coach. You know, he feels like they say like sir to him. And he's like, no, no, no. We're on the same level here. We're both playing in this league. Like, let me get to know you. But he said it's so different and so hard to get to know these guys. He had a book printed out. He asked his or I think it was his equipment guys. Right? Do you have a book printed? of all the guys' faces and their names. Because he's like, I don't, I need to know their names. I feel like we don't ever talk. So now I'm gonna find their names and I'm gonna know, and I'm gonna be like, hey, so-and-so, how was your weekend? Like, I'm gonna, so that they know that I know them and maybe we should get to know each other. Like, so there's some chemistry on the field. So that's a, a snippet of Kelly Stafford discussing some of the issues Matt is going through. Now, a couple of things. Number one, I think there's a real value to Kelly Stafford or any other wife, spouse of a professional athlete that wants to kind of shed light on that type of life. I think that's really interesting. I mean, obviously, the life of a professional athlete is so hyper unique, and it's something that we watch from afar that maybe we think we know, but to take you behind the scenes and to talk about that openly and candidly, I think there's real value there. So uh, I'm not dismissing uh, the podcast itself at all, and her role of maybe talking about women's issues or wife issues or just life and and marriage and what the stresses are in that type of marriage or pinch points are in those types of relationships when you have some massive pressures that are built up and public scrutiny and everything like that. I'm all for that. 
I think, though, that this, to me, feels like a space that Kelly should not go into because it becomes secondhand. What he told me is, instead of what she has observed in the locker room herself, it'd be one thing if she is there saying, you know, I can tell just by watching Matt that playing for a younger, playing with a younger group of guys, you know, he he's trying to find ways to connect. Or I can tell through Matt, it's a different type of season, different type of preseason, et cetera. I don't think it's a good idea to start reciting what he has told you. Now, maybe they have an uh, agreement. Hey, Matt, everything you tell me is open season on my podcast. And maybe he agreed to that. Maybe. But I think that's a mistake. Because Kelly Stafford does not have to sit in front of reporters and answer questions now about, well, why don't you connect? And what player? what are players doing? And are you frustrated? And all of these things. So it just puts her husband in a bad spot. There's already a million things to worry about. Numero uno, coming back from an injury. Also, at this age in your career, how effective are you? Also, you know, you are a highly paid player on an organization that has had good times and now is going through some probably bad times or mediocre times. So things are starting to fray. Guys have left in free agency. Guys are getting up there in age. McVay has had one foot out the door anyway. This is kind of a delicate time for the Rams, and I would imagine it takes all of your energy to just deal with that. Nevertheless, having the world know details about what you're going through internally inside that locker room. My point is, I don't think Matthew Stafford would openly share this information. My guess is, and some of this was relatively benign, but my guess is if somebody asked Matthew Stafford at a press conference, hey, how are you doing with the young guys? He would not go into the details of, I'm finding a lot of trouble connecting with them. They're all on their phones right when we come off of practice. They're calling me, sir. I'm uncomfortable with that. I can't find a common ground here, and it's, it's I'm struggling. My guess is he would not share all of that. Why not? Well, there's reasons why he wouldn't, because it opens up another can of worms of speculation, scrutiny, questioning, etc. So I think Kelly's probably got the best intention of, hey, these are real-life things that we go through. I'm sharing them. And hopefully it helps other people or it's interesting to other people. And and I think that's a noble cause. It's, I think, a bridge too far, though. I think you really have to be very careful. You have to be extremely careful when you're that and you're, you know, that famous, that popular, and you, you know, you are in the public eye of how much you are sharing and are you on the same page. My guess is Kelly meant well, but looks back and is like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Or meant well, didn't realize she shouldn't have said it, and Matt had to come in and be like, yeah, I wish you wouldn't have said that. Or Matt didn't say it, and Kelly didn't say it, but now it's all over the internet, and they both go, oh, God. And this, I think this is just being human. 
because of social media, because of the natural structure of podcasts, because of the the architecture of how we put messaging out, it's meant today to look and feel and be raw and unfiltered. Now, social media, the, the, the most popular influencers are rarely doing something that looks hyper stylized and professional like they're at a television studio. What most influencers are doing these days are holding a camera up to their face and it's kind of meant to look gritty or raw or real or authentic. And podcasts are built in this way. You're supposed to just have a conversation. It's just everybody's riffing. And so you get to be the fly on the wall. You get to be listening to somebody else's life or conversation. And so people get really comfortable. And they sometimes say things with their guards down that maybe they wouldn't have if the camera was on them. Again, my guess is if Kelly Stafford is on the Today Show, if she was on with Hoda and Jenna or something, and they say, well, how's Matt doing with a young locker room? I, my guess is she wouldn't have gone into that great detail because you're probably on guard a little bit more of what I should say, what I shouldn't say, what puts Matt in a bad light, all these types of things. When you're just kind of shooting the bleep on a podcast, it puts people's guards down, which is why people love listening to really good ones because it feels like you're getting something you wouldn't get naturally. But there is a danger to all of this. And... Look, I am famous to a fraction of the degree of the Stafford. So it is not even a fair comparison. But I know just in my life, I talk to the Bourbon Bell often about, hey, like what's appropriate to talk about on the air? What's appropriate not to? What's appropriate to put on social media, et cetera? You know, because you just, there's 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 guardrails that I think even in, non-famous person's life you have to worry about. I mean, how many people have put something on social media that ultimately gets them fired and they just didn't even think about it? How many kids say something into a phone or tweet something and it comes back to haunt them with college admissions or when they try to get their first job or whatever? This is just happening in real life every single day. You know, and so I, I heard this clip and I'm like, Kelly is trying here to be just honest about her husband. But it is, it's going to get blowback. It's just, it's its too much of the information that's not her experience. It's her husband's, and her husband has to do press conferences. And her husband has to do interviews. And her husband has to answer for those guys in the locker room. So now, all of those rookies that come off the practice field and may not feel a connection to Matthew Stafford, see that he looks at them as a bunch of young guys that just go on their phones all day. Are they cool with that? Maybe. Are some of them uncomfortable with that? Perhaps. Are some of them like, oh, he, he really doesn't get us if that's how he looks at us. Or, you know, it might create more of a divide. I mean, you just, that's Matt Stafford's job right now. It's not everybody else's to try to like pick apart and and this only makes that harder and that's kind of the irony here is in trying to illuminate a struggle that her husband's going through it to me feels like it's going to make the struggle even more 
when you say my husband has no connection to the guys in the locker room, saying that creates even more of that. Now, let's just say you're a guy at the end of the, the roster, the depth chart. Maybe you're the fifth linebacker. Maybe you're playing just special teams. Maybe you're the third running back. Now you know that what Matt says to his wife might get onto a podcast. Are you less inclined probably to say something to Matt Stafford? To be your normal self? Are you always kind of worried about, okay, what if I say this, how's Matt going to take it? And does that get onto Kelly's podcast? And then, you know, you're probably already... You don't want to ruffle any feathers because you're just trying to hold on to your job. Now you're worried about what happens in the locker room might make its way out of the locker room. It just, the whole thing, I think there's really no benefit to this for Kelly to have said it. And, you know, they're a really strong couple and they've been together for a number of years and clearly they have a trust and, and I think she had good intentions here. But this ends up being way more of a hassle than it would be if you just didn't say anything. That's just the reality. It's a Trash Tuesday. It's time to get to some trashes. We'll do that next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So what's eating you? People that get in the left lane and drive the speed limit. I gotta trash the NFL, man. Trash my ex-girlfriend. You want me to trash that? Trash Tuesday. My favorite day of the week, not for nothing. Time to vent. We take it out like the trash. It's Trash Tuesday. Uh, yes, you can always watch the show on YouTube or on Twitch or at watchda.com. Just find the CBS Sports Radio channels there. Full episodes also archived on YouTube. All right, Trash Tuesday, everybody. Pat Boyle, lead us off. DA, I, I have had... I'm going to try to keep calm here. I have had no, enough you're 
of the every commercial now, and, and and I barely watch cable TV, but you know, even if I use like the Xfinity app to watch, you know, a live sporting event, you can't avoid the commercials. Every single commercial on every commercial break is pharmaceutical advertisements, a pharmaceutical drug, this new drug, and it's they always have the worst names. The most unpronounceable names. So it's like, why can't we come up with a simpler name for this drug that you're going to show me 37 times? And it's always back to back to back, let alone the commercials are horrible. Who is it? Chairs flopping down on me. Who is in charge of producing and directing and creating these commercials? Because they're the dumbest things I've ever seen. They never make any sense. People are always line dancing and singing about the drug as if you'll ever see anybody do that in real life. And it's always people looking like they're so happy going on a picnic or dancing in a, you know, in between laundry lines and sheets blowing in the wind. Get out of here with these fake stupid things or the old people in the pool doing the synchronized swimming and they put up the sign of the drug name itself as if you could even spell it on your own. The, the songs are the worst, the commercials are the worst, and it's all I see. How many pharmaceutical drugs are there out there in the world? And then, of course, you know, side effects include this, 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 sore knee, you know, bronchitis, death. In some severe cases, death. All internal bleeding. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm sure that that's, you know, thanks that I'm going to get rid of my diabetes or that I'm going to no longer be fat. But, you know, I might, I might die because of this. And it's just the acting is terrible. The song, I can't stand them. I can't. And I, and I don't know why I don't just cover my eyes or go on my phone and scroll. I get sucked into them. Trash them. Get Trash. Total wasteoid. It is an interesting American dynamic that we get to advertise drugs. Huh? I mean, how do you like that? Yeah. You get to, you get to have commercial advertising around drugs. And my new favorite thing, on top of the list of like side effects, even though some of them seem to be proven the drug is not working, because it's like a side effect is what you already had. The new thing is, don't take this if you're allergic to it. You need to, people are that dumb that they're going to plow through allergic reactions to keep taking their medicine? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Big Pharma has us all by the you know what. And there is no wrangling out of it because the politicos have taken a lot of cash from them and will continue to take cash from them. No, nope. they say, uh, "Yeah, we we'd like to have commercials on television about them." Okay, yeah, all right, that sounds good. But you know, we we don't want you to name it like Happy Sunshine Pills. <laughs> oh, okay, just got to make sure it's the technical scientific name no, because you know we have some some morals around here. Pete the body, who are you trashing? There's many pl uh, places I can go on uh, trash squirt drinkers. Squirt? Yes. <laughs> the the soda? Okay, I'll listen. Yes. <laughs> you had me at squirt. <laughs> no, the, the, the I finally tried this beverage for the first time. Not new. Yeah, uh, but, but I, at first, I, first time, when I was at the Coca-Cola factory in Atlanta a few years ago, I tried Mellow Yellow. And that stunk. Okay. So then I tried squirt. <laughs> okay. 
Aside from the uh, name, founded in 1971, <laughs> it might have expired, Pete. That might have been the problem. You know, a bad squirt. So uh, it, it is horrible, uh-huh. and I don't know why anybody would drink Mellow Yellow or Squirt. Where did you find Squirt? Random supermarkets. So, like, I'll see it in. A, I'll see it in. Not maybe not Stop and Shop, but I'll see it somewhere else. Uh, another like a no-name supermarket. And you bought a two-liter? I, I, no, I just a, a small one, a small a one-liter. One yeah, yeah. And I tried it. It was horrible. So I don't know why people uh, enjoy that or Mellow Yellow. Well, Mellow uh, Yellow is good. You're wrong on that well, one. Well, Mellow but okay. Yellow stinks. Is it like Mountain Dew? Yeah. No, it isn't. I mean, it's it's a, it's an unnatural shade of yellow. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They both suck. And I'm, I'm, uh, they should not be on the shelves. And, and and just the name alone, and both names, I, I can't stand it. I can't stand both drinks. So I'm trashing squirt drinkers and mellow yellow drinkers. Okay. Get them out. Okay. Mm. Stinky debris. Now, what's that new one that's all over the NBA? Star. So that is what um, Sierra Mist was. Yes. yes. Yeah. So they closed Sierra Mist. I think they tweaked the recipe and then renamed it Starry. But it's definitely Star. Sierra Mist. Yes. I heard they recently added more hops. <laughs> <laughs> and Sierra Mist was kind of a Sprite ripoff. Correct. Right? Which is what Seven Up is. I don't know which came first. Seven, seven Up probably is first. Seven Up. But Pepsi went to went to uh, Sierra Mist to counter Sprite. But Seven Up Sprite. Sierra Mist, Starry, all in the same family. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. the, the amount of cracked out you get as you go up the ladder, <laughs> and then you get the, the granddaddy of them all, Mountain Dew, yeah. where you will lose all brain cells if you continue to drink it. But Dew, Mellow Yellow, and Squirt are all in the same family. Is Squirt orange flavored, or is it? It's citrus flavored. Okay. And yeah. then you throw a Fresca in there. Fresca's having a renaissance. Yeah, what's that? That's kind of also in that family citrus. But it has no, it's a... Uh, Diet version. Yeah, it's got no sugar. Right. Yeah. If you remember, it was a trash of mine because I was drinking Fresca and vodkas here. Went to Mexico, thought I can't drink beers all day. Let me have my Fresca and vodkas. Right. And Mexican Fresca is not American Fresca. It's the good Fresca. Mexican Fresca is overloaded with sugar. Yeah. So it is not the healthy option. You were drinking during the show? He, when he says here, he just means in the States. In America. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like at say, home. yeah. He framed it almost like he was drinking during the show. I thought I mean, I should. getting ready for his 7.30 update with a fresca and vodka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's a long haul to a gym Rome at 12.30. You got to get tanked early. That's a nice. <laughs> Different kind of screwdriver, but it'll, it'll set you right. And then drink some squirt. Yeah, isn't it amazing how good Mexican Coke is? It's just how good soda is. I wish soda was. And I don't, I, I try to drink all these like no sugar ones. I'm sure whatever they put in it to make it no sugar is going to kill me in a oh, different way, way. It's aspartame. Yeah. It's a carcinogenic. It's cool. terrible for it. Either that or I'm going to get hit by a truck. So I'll pick one. Yeah, but something's going to get me. People get hit by trucks a lot less than they die from heart disease. <laughs> so I, 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 I hear that a bunch. That's really not a fair comp. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You know, it's like everybody in your Got family, everybody in your family dies from cancer or heart disease. You never have anybody die from getting hit by a train. I know nobody. <laughs> right. What could happen? I actually, I know one person. It could happen. That's true. It I know happen. one person that got hit by a car and died. Okay. But again, everybody else that you know has died from cancer or heart disease. Well, don't forget, he's a big dementia guy. That's a good point. Yeah. Dementia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got that in my family, too. Dementia? 
Yeah. Nice. Or getting hit by a bus. <laughs> no, we don't have the bus stuff. But I don't want to be the one that sets the standard on that. Some families have, you know, I'm the first to graduate college. <laughs> Pete's the first to get hit by a truck in the Bilotti family. I was actually, of, of, of the Bilotti family, I was actually the first to graduate college. There really? you go. Hey. Did your parents? They did a little community college, and then they they they. they so were they out. super proud of you for doing that? Oh, yeah. That was a big deal? And it was all at the same time. My dad retired from New York City Sanitation. My sister graduated high school, and I graduated college. Oh, all the same nice. year. Oh, that's a big, a big year. Yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, so with a three-month-old, we, you know, of course, you're just emptying out the toy chest of like whatever tricks you can possibly do so that he stops crying. And, you know, AJ's like become a pretty good sleeper, but as the day wears on, more and more cranky, more and more fussy, more and more irritable. And there are just points where you're going, okay, you're fed. You're changed. Um, I, I'm bouncing you. We went outside. We're inside. We we did this. We did that. You did bouncy chair. We did tummy time. Like, what else could there possibly be? And we found that AJ likes music. He likes kids' music specifically. So, you know, we do a lot of nursery rhymes on the phone. You play a uh, little I, you know, Apple Music or a Spotify playlist, and he's listening to all the nursery rhymes, the limericks. And... Uh, I had um, a playlist up on YouTube. And so, you know, we're listening to, what, the Three Blind Mice and the Little Monkeys and all those songs, right? And he's kind of into it. So I'm just, thank God, just some peace and quiet. He's not crying. He's in, he's listening, he's listening, listening. And then middle of a song, YouTube ad pops up. Mm. And just screeching halt. They're advertising whatever, and now he starts crying. <laughs> no, I have to leap over the counter to hit the next button, but it won't play because you got to let the first 15 seconds play the ad. They're advertising a drug. Can you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you just YouTube wait until after the song? In between the songs, we can play the ads, but during the song, you're interrupting AJ Zen, and it is killing me let's face it that's straight trash what's that things that you uh you deal with when you're just trying to put your your kids to bed things that bogus does not miss anymore no now my kids won't go to bed do you sing to that uh, sing to aj a lot yeah a lot of singing. A lot of singing. Household. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, me and the Bourbon Bell are like vaudeville performers. It's <laughs> like, what's your next sketch? What's your next song? <laughs> I'm coming on stage after you. What do you got? The new version of Sharon Lois and Bram. <laughs> got the guitar out, everything. Steven in South Carolina, I'm trashing the other parents in our neighborhood. They changed our bus stops to just one. We live at a stop sign, not the bus stop, and lets my kids on instead of that walking to the stop and people are upset, yelling, and cursing. So trash them. I'm getting queasy. Daryl is trashing Pat Boyle for his disrespect for the area code 316. I understood it the first time when he wasn't sure where it was, but don't disrespect the home of Barry Sanders, Pizza Hut, and myself. The air capital deserves better. Hold your nose. That's I, some smelly rubbish. I still don't know what it is. The Wichita, home of Wichita. Wichita? That's who created Pizza Hut? <laughs> I, I guess. I did not know that. Pizza Hut, and I say this with love, 
Pizza Hut sucks. Whoa. Easy. Whoa. Wait a minute now. Easy. Whoa. We got some Whoa. Pizza Hut lovers here in the house. Hey, Is that hey, so? Hey, hey, Not talking hey, about hey. squirt. Come on. Hey, hey. <laughs> I can't. Get I can't. <laughs> can't. Every time you keep saying it. First the drugs, now squirting. Dixieland Dan is trashing the, quote, huge woman I saw, stick her hand down the back of her pants, start digging for gold, and then smell her hand. (laughs) (laughs) So the female Sean. (laughs) That's got to be great to witness in person. Let's, let's trash her. <laughs> totally gross, dude. Again. Please keep your social distancing. <laughs> and speaking of, Dixieland Dan happens to be on hold right now, hopefully to shed some light of the situation. Dan, good morning. Good morning, DA. Permission to come aboard? Permission, Grant. Yeah, dude. I was standing in line at Goodwill. I had to go buy a new belt since my fat ass broke mine yesterday. And this woman was pushing three bills, uh-huh. dude. She huge. Standing at the checkout, just stuck them down the back, started digging around, and then she tried to play it off. Started like she was going to scratch her nose, but you <laughs> literally, she, she was sniffing that face. Like she was snorting a line of coke off her oh. hand. I was like, oh, my God, dude. I was just going to throw up because she oh. was nasty looking. Uh, that one was bad. And then I also want to trash a certain update anchor last week. Bogus can probably attest to this. No matter what the conversation was that was going on, their kids somehow wound up into the conversation. <laughs> the only one they didn't wind up into was about a hawk and a snake. And I'm surprised that said update anchor son wasn't snapping footballs into the hawk trying to <laughs> and the third thing I want to trash was last night I was going to put my little chickens up and I went to close the roost door seen something and realized I had almost grabbed a five foot king snake Whoa. Uh, you want to talk about a heart attack at 8 o'clock last oh. night finally got the door open got a hold of that thing with a rake he had to go. Yeah. You want to talk oh. about almost having an oopsie in your britches at 8 o'clock last night? That'll damn near do it to you. <laughs> but happy Trash Tuesday, guys. I hope y'all have a better day than I had yesterday. And I'll talk to y'all later, buddy. Right on. Thank you, Dan. Nice Warm, job. sizzling garbage. Dixieland Dan went out to the chicken coop, nearly grabbed a five-foot king snake. What's worse, the uh, person in front of you online or the snake? <laughs> yeah. Imagine grabbing that. Oh, and the snake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah, but the snake. (laughs) Moist pork says, "Welcome back, DA. My neighbor can't figure out how to change the settings on her sprinkler, and every night after work, I have to play dodge the sprinkler to get into my front door. And when I want now to mow to mow my lawn, I can't because the grass is wet. So get her out." Splash Brothers. More like the Trash Brothers. Foxy is trashing all the haters of Mraz on social media. At least get to know him before you say he's terrible. Hashtag stinky pork. Hashtag feeling good, doing well. That's just <laughs> offensive. I would agree. Get to know Mraz. Then trash him. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> or just do it now and don't waste time. That's right. Foxy then has sent along some comments from social media. Johnny6282 says, please no more Mraz. Michael writes, this bald guy with the hat is the most unbearable person ever to listen to. <laughs> Jay McHugh, this guy has the absolute worst takes. Boy, Foxy, for defending your friend, you're really sending us a lot of ammunition. <laughs> Appengott, Mraz should not be allowed to have a microphone. <laughs> Sam Rondo, hard to listen to this today. Mraz, blind Yankees fan, can't make knowledgeable baseball points. Mikey O oh Baby, Mraz has zero redeeming qualities. It's a lot of burners, Pete. Keep him busy. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Foxy, are you trying to defend... <laughs> Jay Larks, get rid of this clown morash already. Why well, I ordered a couple wrist guards. I mean, it's horrible. NY Mets 8617, please. Morash has got to go. Three exclamation points. Again, uh, Foxy. <laughs> <laughs> Friends like you, who needs enemies? Those are the people that like him. And his point is, you're not wrong, but you're early calling it. <laughs> And that is a fair take. Yeah, do some more research. Yeah, <laughs> then got, hate him. Exactly. You got to give the it good a, ones though. Give it a few weeks. See some really bad ones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fred. These I are cannot read can, on the air. These are ones we could actually talk about. I mean, what do you like, Foxy and whoever else? If you get upset about online troll, what do you expect? That is the nature of social media. Yeah. Nobody's going to say nice things about you. <laughs> it's anybody. Anybody who's commenting hates you. And is probably never going to say anything to your face. Probably will never see you. And is just there to be a troll. That's that's the nature of it. And everybody on social media hates new stuff. Oh. If it's new, it's going to get crushed no I only what. thought I thought old people were the only ones resistant to change. Everybody is resistant. Nobody wants change. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's the first chapter of Trash Tuesday. There were plenty more trashes coming in here. Did, uh, did Bogus? What was your trash? Bogus? I didn't have one. Oh, is that what asked. you were saying to me, Pete? Yeah. Go to yes. Why did I think you had a trash? I, I don't thought know. you trashed Fresca. No, no, no. no I remember that I, I oh, did. Sorry, Bogues, what's your trash? It's okay. I had nothing to prepare. I had a really good week, so I got nothing to trash. No, come on. Uh, Are those maggots? <laughs> so I was coming in this morning on the railroad, and my phone buzzes with an alert that the subway that I would normally take from Penn Station down here is just not running. Apparently, it was like a water main break in Times Square this morning, and it's flooding the subway, so you can't come down the west side of Manhattan on the subway. There's a secondary option, subway-wise. I check, I can check on the app when the next train is. It's 20 minutes away. So I go, okay, I got to get in the cab. I got to get to work. I'm going to be late. Get in the cab. I'm in the cab for, it's got a little, the timer's going. In the cab for seven minutes, going from 34th Street straight downtown. I don't know what it is, 30 blocks to here. The cab ride cost me $17. Oh. Mm-hmm. Seven minutes from Penn Station to our front door. Yep. Just nine dollars and thirty cents. The actual fare. That's actually palatable. It is two fifty congestion surcharge. One dollar extras. One dollar improvement surcharge. Oh. Fifty cent state surcharge. And then my my three dollar tip gets me to seventeen dollars and change to get here. Seventeen dollars to a for a seven minute cab ride. And they wonder why Uber and rideshares have taken over yeah. cabs yep. and why the cab industry here in the city is a disaster and deteriorating. Yeah. $17 for a six and a half minute cab ride. I mean, we didn't, it's just green lights. We're 
free sailing downtown. Mm-hmm. $17. That, that used to be 10 bucks. Yep. Maybe less. Yeah. 10 bucks with tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we used to do it a lot, Pete and I. And, and, and it was about 10 bucks a pop. Now it's almost 20 Also, okay, trash them. That's just human filth. Did you? Can you order that on an app? That that is yeah. You pay like you sit in the cab and you put a code in. Each cab has its own code, and you put it into an app, and then it like links you, and then you just pay but through to, the app to catch the cab. No, the cabs are sitting outside Penn Station. Yes, but that's another annoyance, right? I mean, that's the problem with the cab industry as well. When you're an Uber, you can just boom, 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 and then you there's a map and how long is it going to take to get you there? right. Cap For a cab, set. you physically have to go get the cab, and yeah. then it's also more expensive. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're literally at the top of the staircase, so that was not a problem. But the, I see people around the city constantly trying to hail oh, cabs yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's like a, they are worse in every regard than ride shares. Right, like they have not changed. No, not even a little bit. And whatever that congestion surge is, that's a New York City problem, and it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, By the way, Cap said three dollar tip, pretty light. No, it's 20%. It's built into the thing. Because I think they, they do it off of what the fare is, not all the extra stuff. Why is that like, pretty light? Is a $14 fare, right? Or is it $70 it was, fare? It was, a, it was 9 30 Right, but the total... So 14-something, yeah. Yeah, so he, he tipped 20%, yeah. right? You're lucky they're getting a tip. Here's my tip. Lower your rate. Well, again, it's not his fault. It's like his charges. Man, you are so bad at understanding who's the problem in things. I don't care. Seriously. Here's a tip for you, buddy. I'm in the cab. Get a new job. (laughs) I don't care. I'm not going to see the guy again. I'm I'm in the cab with somebody who has absorbent prices. What am, I mean, what well, you're him, using the service? I got to give him 20%. I got to give him this. I got to give him that. They're charging me everything. Enough. But that's yeah, not but that's his a fault. Schwartz move. Yeah, you can't not Schwartz tip move. because I, you don't like the pricing of the, the, Schwartz, of the, the entity. The Schwartz move is giving him a dollar. If I'm giving him three dollars, I mean, to take me up, take me up thirty blocks, and all the lights are green. I mean, I, all right, you can deal with thirty bucks. I mean, deal with three bucks. Yeah, so you are, you're saying you would tip three bucks? Yeah. Well, that's what... Yeah, so we're back to... I was right. Cap saying it's too much. Well, well where's oh. he coming from? Gloria Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he went to Colorado. <laughs> is, that, is that video money? <laughs> With that video money? He's got stream cash. <laughs> He's stream taking cash for fun. <laughs> Take us out to dinner. <laughs> He's paying with Twitch dollars. Caps <laughs> yeah, just funneling all of our YouTube revenue right into his own direct deposit. Stupid. Totally stupid. He's coming from Gloria Vanderbilt's mansion every morning. That's right. To come run the show and to do silly memes for Target Demo Friday. Guy's swimming in cash. Here's $4 for my camera. You were talking about the Vanderbilt family? I thought you meant like the pride of Vanderbilt University. I was like, wait a minute. He didn't go there. The best part about today is that Pete dropped a Gloria Vanderbilt and a squirt. I mean, yeah. is this could this day get any better? It's just, that's and, what the... And, and his weed, weed noises. Oh, that's true. Uh, that's true. Oh my God! I'm yeah. just gonna toast to Pete on Thursday. Yeah. There was also an outdated <laughs> reference about you guys singing. He picked people that I didn't know who you. Some act <laughs> that I did not understand. <laughs> Jack, I don't even remember. It was something in Bram. Yep. Sharon, Sharon Lois and Bram. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? They were the folks. They were folk singers for kids back in the eighties. <laughs>
<laughs> sure they were. They were. One of them's dead now, but you know. We think. <laughs> oh, this is great. All right, Bogues has headlines. Uh, and as we discussed last hour, the Rockies not great at baseball. Coors Field security not great at keeping fans off the field. Bottom seven last night, a dude runs into right field, hugs his beloved Ronald Acuna Jr. Security yeah. guards finally get there. <laughs> and while they're prying the first guy off the Braves' right fielder, another doofus shows up. He gets tackled to the grass. Acuna falls over the pig pile. Uh, Manager Brian Snitker, thankful nothing bad happened to his best player. You don't want to see that happen. I know that because you don't know what the people are, you know, what they can do when they come out there. So it's it's a scary situation. As for the game, the Braves won it 14-4 over the Rockies. They remain four games clear of the Dodgers atop the National League. L.A. dropping Arizona last night 7-4. With a 6-2 win at Wrigley, the Brewers have won nine in a row and lead those Cubs by five games in the NL Central. The Orioles adding to their AL East lead with a 9-0 win over the White Sox. They are now two and a half games clear of idle Tampa Bay. It was our cold open, the Cardinals cutting Colt McCoy yesterday, meaning newly acquired Josh Dobbs or Clayton Toon will be their starting QB. New Arizona head coach Jonathan Gannon said yesterday the call will be made next week by CBS Sports Radio's QB guru, Jack Stern. <laughs> Michigan <laughs> oh, offensive coordinator, Sharon He's Moore. He's like our Dan Orlovsky. Exactly. <laughs> now suspended for Saturday's opener as the school continues to deal with recruiting violations. Moore, by the way, will serve as head coach in week three against Bowling Green while Jim Harbaugh serves his punishment. And on night one of the U.S. Open, Coco Goff needed three sets to beat Laura Siegmund. Then Novak Djokovic right. beat Alexander Muller, 6 low. Love 6263. Mm-hmm. Six, mm-hmm. DA, back to you. Sigamund. Speaking of the U.S. Open, apparently there was a strong odor of weed at the U.S. Open yesterday and it affected some players. Story next, DA, CBS Sports Radio. Happy Being Alive Day, the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, welcome back. Happy Trash Tuesday to you. You can always listen to the show in podcast form. Full four hours of the best of the show. Available every single day. All places that you get your podcasts. The U.S. Open going on right now in Flushing Meadows, Queens. Just across the way from City Field, home of the Mets. And in Flushing Meadows, where the U.S. Open Tennis Center is, it's connected to a huge, large outdoor public park. That was actually built for the 1939 World's Fair, I believe. That also is host of the 1964-65 World's Fair as well. So there's this huge outdoor park where there's places to barbecue and picnic tables and, um, you know, lawns and water area and things like this. And Subway, the 7 train comes up there and also Long Island Railroad. So uh, you can come in a lot of different ways. And it's, it's quite nice, actually. And there were some tennis players. Was there more than one? Tennis player yesterday or just the one? That complained about the weed? Yeah. Somebody, uh, I forget who else complained about it the day before about the smell. So, yeah, it it, it has been more than one. Okay, so this is Maria Sakari? Yes. She's from Greece, and she was at the U.S. Open. She played at the U.S. Open yesterday, the eight-seeded. And uh, she lost 6-4-6-4, I think, right? So she's out. That's correct. And she complained that part of the reason that she was distracted and did not play well was the smell of weed. 
She said she thought it was from the park right next door. She said uh, she was rolling along in command of the match until the stench wafting onto court 17 prompted her to complain to the chair umpire. She was up 4-1 of the first set before the changeover that changed the match. She said it wasn't the smell that affected the score. It was just a comment because they didn't expect to smell it. But ultimately, it had nothing to do with the match. You don't really think about it because all you care about is just to win. But I smelled it. That was it. It's not something that I paid attention to. So thankfully, she's not blaming it. But is it possible that if you're trying to, to compete at the U.S. Open and it's an intense athletic competition and you need all the focus, if you've got weed smell wafting in, is it possible that that can be a distraction? Maybe that's why the Broncos and the Rockies suck so much. Whereas the Nuggets and the Avs, indoor arenas. Play indoors. You can't, you know, you're probably getting caught and arrested and thrown out for smoking weed inside the arena and ball Mm -hmm. arena. Mm -hmm. But a Coors Field, light it up. You know. Now, you were at the U.S. Open yesterday. You posted multiple pictures on social media. Correct. Yes. (laughs) So were you the... Were you the culprit here? No, it was not the culprit, um, and I didn't smell it. That, and that is right in the corner of the entire tennis center. So, yes, I mean, I it was probably, she's probably absolutely correct that there was weed smell, but, you know, and I feel bad because she's like a fan favorite, and, and she's been, had a terrible year, and afterwards she, like, broke down crying, saying maybe I need a break. So I feel bad for her in that regard, but, I mean, come on, you're blaming the smell of pot because you sucked? Like, at a certain point, we got to draw a line. you got to well, be a little bit tougher than now that. She says that it didn't affect the match, but she did complain to the chair. She, right? she went back and then said, oh, it was just a comment. It didn't affect. Well, why, are you, why, are you, why are you bringing it up then? She brought it up to an umpire. Yeah. So clearly it had some effect. I, I don't mind the smell. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't mind it either. Uh, you, you smell it a lot nowadays all over the place, all across the country, because it's uh, laxed laws. But uh, the U.S. Open. Things getting a little, well, interesting over in Queens. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.